I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of your favorite game show, Is It a Real Haunting or Creepy Pasta? The episode where we find out if it's real or creepy. Today's contestants are the same two contestants we always have. It's Kat and JJ. Hey, Kat. Hey, JJ. Welcome to the game show. We're so pumped oh, to be here. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. And it's the game show? Oh, my gosh. You're going down. Well, we'll see, because it seems like there's no real clear way to win or lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into our first story. This one was submitted on Reddit by Magic 8Balls. That's with two Zs. And the title of this story is Ghost of a Murder Victim. Sounds pretty spooky. So here we go. Most people here are probably aware of the story of Ed Yen. For those that aren't, he was a small town handyman who confessed to murdering two women in addition to stealing numerous bodies from their graves. One of the women he murdered was the owner of the local hardware where he shot and killed her. That building still stands today. My story happened 20 plus years ago. I live in that same town and it was just before Thanksgiving. I had already started decorating my place for Christmas, and I needed to replace some of the lights, so I just made a quick trip to the hardware store for a couple boxes. I knew the building was rumored to be haunted by the murdered woman, but I never put much stock in it. I was in the back area where they kept the Christmas decorations and was about to grab the lights when I heard somebody nearby saying something about antifreeze. I turned my head and saw a woman walking by with a massive gunshot wound in her head. She then suddenly disappeared. 
I just stood there in shock for a good minute when I finally made my way to the front of the store to pay for the lights. The guy behind the counter took one look at my face and simply said, you saw her, didn't you? The end. Bum, bum, bum. So, so are y'all familiar with who Ed Ginn is? No. Mm-mm. He just. So he was one of, I think, one of the featured serial killers on. Uh, Mindhunters. Mindhunter. Yeah, I believe yeah. Ed Ginn was like the really tall uh, guy. I could be wrong about that. So uh, Real Haunters, if, if you have the right answer, fill me in on that one. But he is like one of the famous, you know, serial killers, which is always a weird thing to say, but it is what it is. So he's kind of like, you know, a well-known serial killer. And I guess this individual went in the actual hardware store, um, you know, where the woman lost her life. So JJ, we'll start with you on this one. I mean, I feel like I've heard people say so many times, like, and then so-and-so said, you saw her, didn't you? That kind of familiarness to it. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe there was something there. But it also feels a little tropey too, right? That same kind of... I don't know. It's not like when I think of creepypasta, because I know so much about it and what what it is and how to define it. I think of things that are like a little more over the top and extravagant, whereas this one feels a little more just like simple and, and straightforward. I find that I'm I'm more prone to believe that this was like someone's real experience or not necessarily that there really was a ghost, but that this person perceived there to really be a ghost in this story. I'm going to say real haunting. Okay. Lock it in real haunting. (laughs) Lock it in. (laughs) All right. So JJ says it's a real haunting cat. How do you, Oh, before we, before we move on, I do want to know this from both of you as we have so much talk about pasta now, are y'all marinara or Alfredo? I'm Alfredo. We're kind of more of a, a pesto family, oh, I feel like. Oh, uh, yeah. Pesto yeah, is really we're good. Pesto, 100%. Pesto yeah. Parmesan. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I have to go down the path of this is too tropey. I mean, this, this writer it has not taken any writing classes. Oh, as far as I shots fired. Wow. Listen, you like the cowboy story from the episode before. I just but... feel like there's details, but it's not enough. Where's okay? Where's the context of who this woman is? Like, why did she get shot? Why does the person upstairs know who she is? Also, how you know, like the, the story just ends. Like, Wait, okay, but you're saying because it does. It doesn't seem like a professionally written story that you think it's creepypasta because that makes me think it's more authentic because it's not like ghosts only haunt people who are elaborate, flowery writers. Okay, okay. I see your point. But what I'm saying is I think she made it up. However, she's a bad writer, so she's not convincing. They ever established if it was a man or a woman who wrote this story? I think I think you're Uh inferring that. And the, I thought you said the, woman. Oh, the hmm. woman that was shot. Okay, well, the, then I, it is probably a man. I just because... want to issue an apology to Magic 8-Balls with two Zs. <laughs> okay, maybe that. Yeah, because, well, I'm not sorry. So whoever this writer is, um, yeah, so my point is that this person is trying to be convincing but cannot fool me with their not that convincing writing. Plus, who ends a story like this with such a cool thing where the person's like, 
oh, you saw the lady and then boom, done. Like we, uh, 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 to make it more convincing or if it actually happened, it, you would have been like, yeah, how did you know? And he would have been like, oh, that was my mom or whatever. You know, like we would get more context. I think that's the part that gets you is, is the ending. Cause I had that same, I didn't have as strong of an opinion, but I did, <laughs> I did have kind of a similar thought of like, wow, that's a super convenient ending for the story, you know? Well, maybe they were running late for something. And so they just had to wrap it up real quick. So I'm going to give JJ 50 points. I'm going to give Kat 50 points. I was surprised that JJ took the side that it was a real haunting. I was surprised that Kat took the side of it being fake creepy pasta. Although I loved Kat's energy there. So that, you know, I, we're just going to go for a tie for that one. Although I think the audience wouldn't like that. So, you know what I'm going to give, Oh, this is hard having to decide who gets points. I don't like this. I'm going to give uh cat two points and JJ two and a half points because he surprised me. It's no secret. People get tired of me talking about it on the podcast that I have a fear of death. So this one I thought was really fun just for me personally. And I think because we have heard so much about the character that is going to go through this story from other people who've been on our podcast, hopefully it'll be fun for you guys and the audience as well. So the name of this one is called My Reaper. It was submitted on Reddit by Whimsy-Wizard. And here's the story. This is the tale of when I met death and lived. This story takes place when I was 12 years old. At the time, I was living primarily with my mom, and I was a bubbly and energetic kid who literally would never stop talking. Halfway through the school year, I caught a case of what my mom thought was the flu. I stayed home from school, and days passed, but I got worse. My fever spiked to 104.5. I was starting to lose my eyesight and hearing, and I had a splitting headache that made me so nauseous I couldn't eat. I spent a month in and out of the hospital, and doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me as I just got sicker. I thought I was going to die, and my mom had the same fear. Toward the end of that month, I was out of the hospital for a bit, and my mom was caring for me at home while I slept almost the whole day. One afternoon, I woke up from a nap to see a figure standing in my doorway. He was as tall as the door and wore a long brown trench coat and a brimmed hat. When I looked closer to make out his facial features, I realized he didn't have any. He was just a shadow. I knew instantly that I was looking at death, the one who was going to take my spirit away. But I felt absolutely no fear. As I stared at him, he, he inclined his head towards the hallway and beckoned to me as if to say, come with me. I silently shook my head and thought, no, not yet. He tipped his hat to me, then disappeared from my doorway. Since then, I think about death almost every day. I'm highly sensitive and always looking for a meaning in my life. I've written poems and stories about it over the years, but usually just laugh it off to others as a hallucination. I'm certain that seeing my hat man changed me deeply. I guess he recognized the strength of my spirit or resolve and gave me more time. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed my tale. Goodbye. Didn't say goodbye, but I said that. I also went and read in the comments um, of that one. And the person said that, you know, after they posted that story, they got a lot of feedback of people saying, oh, you saw the hat man. And they weren't really familiar with that 
and it made them more of a believer in their own story that it wasn't just a hallucination or something after reading so many shared experiences, mm-hmm. which of course we have heard on the podcast, not to influence your real or creepy. I just wanted to share that with you. So where you have the full spectrum of what happened. So JJ, we started with you last time, Kat, let's go over to you. Kat, is this real or creepy? I am going to say hundred percent real because of just the similarities to other stories that we've heard and just knowing how, I don't know. I just, I, I know that like, you know, when your temperature gets really high and you're dehydrated and you get close to death, like there's, you know, been reports of hallucinations, but also a lot of people talking about, you know, they saw their past relatives come and, you know, ready to take them home or they just experience like a total feeling of like euphoria or nothing or like no fear, just peace, even if it's death at the door coming for you. And the fact that it was that tall guy with the hat and everything, like we hear about him a lot, but I don't, I I don't think you can really put that into words unless you've kind of gone through that. Cause there's that, that tiny little similar thing in every story we hear like that. Well, I'm curious, Kat. So we hear a lot of people talk about spirit guides. I mean, I know we were joking on the episode about JFK being a spirit guide, but we do hear a lot of people talk about that. So this person saying that they saw death or they believe they saw death. Do you think that there could be kind of spirit guides on both sides, like those that help keep you alive and guide you? And then those that guide you to an afterlife? I I feel if I'm going through my usual description of residual energy or matching energies or whatever it may be, Possibly because if we really do, or if we, if we really are like all connected in this weird web of energies, then yeah, you're going to be going down that same pathway as maybe the last person who you shared that energy with or whatever. So in my head, there's a connection there. I personally would not label it as a spirit guide because I don't really understand the depths of what that is. Yeah. So I definitely think there's, you know, energies that match and Um, It could be some that are with death, some that are with life, some that are with healing. For me personally, I don't label that as a spirit guide. That's just not a term that I grew up with and and don't understand as clearly, but completely respect it in all other cultures that that, uh, respect that. All right. Well, I'm going to lock Kat in for real haunting. All right, JJ, let's go over to you. Do you believe this is real or is it a fake creepypasta? I think that I feel immense pressure to say it's a fake creepypasta. Just because, go with your heart, JJ. But I'm I'm going to say I think that this is very plausible that it could be real because that like this person is seeing the things that she's saying, whether that is a hallucination brought on by a really extreme fever or a near-death experience. Because that happens. I mean, when our bodies are dying, our brains are firing in ways that like they've never fired before. And, you know, a lot of people have near death experiences and maybe there's some kind of spiritual or religious aspect to it. Um, But I personally think it's just, uh, you know, a a different kind of uh, cognition from just your neural pathways being like, you know, remapped and and just kind of this frantic burst of energy while you're still alive. Some kind of Um, dopamine dump or something. Yeah, for sure. 
so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's pretty likely. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, what's interesting is that so many people claim to have seen this kind of hat man and I don't know, is it because that's a real entity that is out there or is there something about our brains that we all kind of see the same things when we're hallucinating? Um, I mean, a lot of us have the same kind of dreams, so I don't know why hallucinations might uh, be different. But would, JJ, let me ask you, would it give you more comfort knowing that there would be some kind of being to usher you into death? Or is that more? No, not thing? really. Because yeah. what it, then like, does that open the door for hell existing? I don't, I don't want that. What um, if it was me greeting you? I get, yeah, that would be nice, I guess. Yeah. With a broom hat. <laughs> Hello, yeah. JJ. You could pull, you could pull off a, a wide brimmed hat. I don't know about yeah. that. Well, it's an interesting point about, you know, right at death when your brain is releasing all these neurotransmitters yeah. and like pew, 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 all these visions and things. But even then it's probably influenced by your like deep thoughts, which would make sense for like, you not be, you know, seeing people that you love and being welcomed and like beautiful lights and all this stuff. I don't know what it means for this person who saw the tall figure. Pretty much classically described as what we've heard as the hat man, like the trench coat, Mm -hmm. the broom hat. I mean, would you want to be greeted at death? No. Yeah. I mean, at least I would immediately know like, oh, there's an afterlife. Now what, does that I had not considered that JJ brought up was, well, does that mean that hell exists? Now I was just thinking of it, meaning that I exist as from a selfish first person point of view. Uh, I do not want to go to hell. So I I don't know. That's a pretty, pretty creepy thing to consider, but we are going to lock JJ in for real haunting. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. I, I enjoyed both of those stories and it was fun to get to hear you guys kind of articulate them for us in the audience audience. If you want to debate whether or not those stories are a real haunting or a fake creepypasta, make sure to email us at real hauntings podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. So now time for what everybody's been waiting for who won this episode as it is a game show we must have a real winner and a real loser you remember on episode one cat one so currently it stands one nothing cat on this episode i'm going to give it to jj because he made me think about hell and that scared me so jj on that one you earn 1000 points and cat you earn 990 points yay hell Hell is not real, y'all. Come on. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.